Hey, Liz from Full Circle Co. here. Thanks so much for checking out this episode with Matt Greiner of August Burns Red. Matt and I have actually known each other for 15 years, and so you'll hear two friends catching up about drums and life. If you want to support Matt, we just dropped some new necklaces, bracelets, and drum keys to his Full Circle Co. collection. Everything that you see there is made from broken symbols. You can check that out at fullcirclecompany.co slash Matt. Thanks so much for checking out the Four on the Floor podcast. Welcome to the Four on the Floor podcast, podcast about drums and life. I am your host, Liz Aponte. Um, I'm also the owner of Full Circle Company. And today our guest is Matt Greiner from August Burns Red. You probably know him from his insane blast beats and breakdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I know him as the person who taught me what a combine is and pi- pickle bird. And for that, I thank you. Matt, welcome to the show. Greatest setup. <laughs> thank you very much. Good yeah, to be here. absolutely. You have traveled the world probably, what, for half your life at this point? 15, I'm 38. Boy, I don't, I'm not sure I want to do this, Matt. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> no, you I do. I do. But I do. for a while. I do want to do it. Um, I like math, and this is this is interesting. I haven't thought about this. So started the band when I was 17, so 20, wow. 20 years ago. Yeah. And we started touring when I was 19. The first two years was yeah. us in a – actually, we didn't even have a van at that point. It was just us putting stuff in our cars. Yeah. Like we were just talking about your car. Yeah. It was making me that think about nice. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been nice. I had a 1987 Dodge Aries K wow. car. Okay. It was like a, it was like that color. Nice. The yellow. Uh, yeah. But symbol it, color. But yeah, actually it was a symbol color, but it was, it was faded and yeah. Um, it worked really well actually for hauling drums around, but nice. we did everything that way for a while. Like, we meet at the band practice space, load everybody's cars, drive to the show, load in. Right. And then our trajectory took us in a direction of, okay, now we're playing not only regionally, but we're going down to Florida and Tennessee. Right. And then we got signed. Yeah. Started touring the United States, which took me out here to Salt Lake where we are in yeah. 2005. Was that your first time in Salt Lake? Yeah. Nice. With Bury Your Dead and Terror. Nice. And scars of tomorrow. Nice. <laughs> we were, I think we were opening that tour. I, in fact, I know we were. Mm. And uh, Thrill Seeker had just came out, so that was Oof. what we were playing, and mm-hmm. just a bunch of kids in a van. And uh, actually, we did have a trailer at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, once once we started touring the U.S., then it was like, hey, you guys should go to Europe. There's a whole different market over there, right? And at that point, I was 19. Okay. Or 20. So let's just call it 18 years. Yeah, 18 years. <laughs> well, that. <laughs> and we'll leave it there. Yeah, yeah, 18 years. <laughs> 18 perfect, years. Yeah. Perfect. So, as you mentioned, we're in Salt Lake City right now. And I'm wondering, I know you've been here dozens of times. I'm wondering when you think of the city, is there a memory that stands out to you? Um, Hugo. I have a memory. Oh that was Salt gosh. Lake, right? I kind of, I don't want to be rude. Forgot about Forgot. it, but it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I kind of did too until we're yeah. talking about like, do you have a memory of Salt Lake? Yeah. I, I have a couple memories of being here, but there was one in particular is a time we played. I don't even know where we were. We haven't played that venue in a while. I think it's torn down and is now apartment. It's, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in the venue, a venue called like in the in venue. In the venue. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Actually. 
Yeah, so this would have been 2010 or so. Yep. Because I started Brick by Brick mm -hmm. because of that yes. conversation. And yeah. so for those of you who are watching, what happened was um, being on tour, uh, it's, it's hard to... At the time, <clears throat> it was hard for me to say hi to somebody, get to know them, and then leave knowing that they were having a hard time. I feel like that's a fair fair way to right. assess that situation. Mm -hmm. And so what happened that night was we, we talked to a guy named Hugo, and Hugo was having a tough time, and Liz was there, and uh, there were a couple other people too. Alex was there, and I think a couple of our Your friends. Your husband was there, yeah. yeah. So I was like, hey, guys, come together. That's, that's actually you know, pray for Hugo. And, um, we like circled up, <laughs> prayed for Hugo. And then I was like, I got to go make sure I'm on the bus for, for bus call. So I remember getting on the bus and thinking, man, where's this kid going to go to church? Like, does he have anybody? I feel like I just gave him, I feel like we just gave him this, um, this good thing. Yeah. We, we, we like opened a door to something that was helpful. And then we were all like, okay, have fun. Hopefully, you know, hopefully you can figure it out. And the door just like slammed shut in his face. Right. It's a weird feeling. And, uh, and so I thought, man, it'd be really cool if we had a network of churches across the country that people could access and know that these are good places to go as a follow-up to our conversation. And that was brick by brick. Yeah. Which was a nonprofit that I never actually started. <laughs> It existed, from what I remember. <laughs> I tried. I got tired of the meetings. Yeah. I was ready to just go. Right. I had the idea, and we needed the money, and the, that's where the meetings came in, just trying to explain this idea to people who had good intentions, but yeah. it just kept getting stalled. Mm -hmm. And I was so busy with the band, honestly, that right. was the main stumbling block, was like, I can't put too much energy into this. So that's where I met Tim, Tim Anderson, or, or I didn't meet him there, but I, I brought him into it. Right. And now years later, he called me and we started a podcast together. Crazy. A podcast together. Crazy. Called Holy Ghost Notes. Yes. So Great. good things come, come from thing, um, from situations, even if the situation seems to yield nothing. It's, it's Absolutely. not a loss. And what you might not know too, is that uh, Alex and I developed a friendship with Hugo and a couple of his friends. Um, just over those years, you know, I haven't talked to him in a while, but yeah, I vaguely remember you saying that or finding that out. Right. Yeah. I mean, he was at our wedding, like mine and Alex's wedding. Yeah. And then wow. one of their friends, um, Colin <laughs> is like the reason why Alex is, uh, in his career right now, like his, some of his family, um, helped him get an internship. And oh my gosh. It just um, kind of compounded hmm. beyond belief. And it's one of those things that Alex and I actually look back on, you know, mm -hmm. where we're at now versus where we were then, where we were newly married, broke, and Alex was trying to find his footing after leaving the music industry mm -hmm. that were just like, wow, God was there, mm -hmm. you know, and it wouldn't have happened without, mm. you know, you taking that just step out of your tour bus um and wanting to connect with the people around you yeah so. it's so funny man looking back it's it's um i 
I feel like I get credit for things when my, like even when my heart wasn't in the right place, you know, mm-hmm. someone's trying to break into our podcast. Should we let them in? I know. I Come don't on. know who it is. You can do it. Yeah. We got Simply Safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lots of broken symbols in here. <laughs> that's never happened before that's as far as great. when I'm recording someone doing that. But yes. that's funny that we talked about yes. like people breaking in and stuff. I love that. It's the yeah, first time. They're fine. They can. That's probably like a, the male <laughs> the male or yeah. something. Yeah, it's fine. <clears throat> New broken symbols. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was saying... Uh, my, I mean, honestly, my heart at that time was probably like, please affirm me. Please tell me I'm doing a good job, mm-hmm. right? I'm talking to people and, and they're, they're trying to tell me about what the band's done for them or what the lyrics have done or right something really important to them that they're sharing with me. And, and honestly, my heart at the time, like what I wanted might've been just like, wow, that was a really awesome drum performance. That's, right. that's maybe why I was there in the first place. And it's just proof that God uses you even when you're not doing the right thing or not doing it for the right reason, still uses it for his, for his benefit and actually for yours too. Right. Even though you might not see it at the time. Yep. I mean, sometimes it's about looking back on these moments years Mm -hmm. later and then with just the experience that you've had to be like, Oh wow, that's, that's what was actually happening. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I still, I still think about that. Like before a show, my wife will pray with me and I'll stop and I'll close my eyes, you know, away from the venue and I'll just try to center myself on the fact that it's amazing I get to do this. Like I get to be on stage playing drums. That is awesome. And then also if I play really well, I know my tendency is to think about me and think about uh, how good I am at drums or whatever it might be. Like I'm, I'm going to float in that direction. And so I have to constantly be like, no, stop it. You don't get to do that. Right. You know, like, yes, you have a gift that you've worked on and, and actually God gave it to you. And the best thing you can do, the best thing you can do is say, man, this is so awesome. I get to do this. And hopefully it's fun for everybody and everybody's having a great time and God gets the glory and the worst thing you can do is make it about yourself. Because what happens is the next day, if you play a really good show, the next day you're like, I hope I could do that again. Well, now your knees There's are knocking. This higher and this anxiety kicks yeah. in. <laughs> I don't know if I could do this. Yeah, you're, you're constantly raising this bar. And uh, that's not, there's no joy in that. But if you get up there and you say, man, I was created for God, by God. Like my drumming is for God and it was created by him. Then it takes all the pressure off and you know, you know why you're doing it. And and I, it's so easy to say this, but every night, like tonight at the show, I'm going to have to do this. It's a constant, it's a constant, um, thought or, uh, action you have to take because we're sinful and our tendency is to be selfish and to make it about ourselves. Um, but because we live in a world that's the opposite of what the Bible says, when when you're weak, he is strong. That's an upside down kingdom. And you constantly have to remind yourself of that. If you can if you can take that on though, and you can be standing there talking to Hugo and not be looking for that affirmation. If you can be standing there saying, Okay, God, um, what are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to do here? You're gonna get so much more joy out of the situation because you're not empty 
of this thing you're never going to get from somebody else, which right. is validation. Right. hundred percent. That's pretty that's incredible. That's pretty wild looking back. <laughs> I mean, that's 13 years. I'm still working on this. <laughs> Obviously. Well, Obviously. It is, it is like a choice. Like, mm-hmm. and in a lot of ways, a discipline to just do something different. Think of others. Think of God. Love your, you know, love what God has given to you, mm-hmm. but also not mess it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you mess it up, it's okay. That's how we learn as well. And so mm-hmm. that unconditional love is so important. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty incredible. And I love that. Um, you know, I think most people might see touring and, and music um, and might compartmentalize where it's, oh, my tour life is this, which mm-hmm. has nothing to do with that. And then my home life is mm-hmm. I go to church and do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of leads into one of the questions I had for you. Yeah. Where I think us as fans look at the bands that we love and, and the people that are in them and think, wow, they must be living the dream. You know, they get to do they get to play drums for a living and tour the world. Right. Um, what I think us as fans don't realize is there's another thing potentially for you to hold with that, which is the sacrifices you make mm-hmm. being on the road. Yeah. And so I'm wondering how you strike a healthy balance between fulfilling your professional career while also maintaining strong connections with your loved ones at home mm-hmm. and how maybe that's changed from the earlier days to, mm-hmm. to now I imagine it's very different. <laughs> it's changed a lot. I was just talking about this yesterday with Annie FaceTime is amazing. I'm sure like it's crazy. Yeah, I have yeah. a little two and a half month old at home. And when I left home, she was not cooing and making the sound she is now. And like, for example, my brother looks like me and he went over to the house a couple maybe like two weeks ago and annie took a video of of my daughter like looking at my brother thinking like is that matt is that dad i can't i can't tell just cooing Uh, it was the cutest video all she has to do is push record stop record text message it to me and it makes your day you know it makes your day and you you go back 15 years you had a binder on the dashboard with MapQuest printed out MapQuest directions. I mean, it is. I remember those. Yeah, wild. printed out. There was no Yelp. Like you just ate around, <laughs> like what you saw. Yeah. Yeah, Denny's. <laughs> a lot of fast food. That, that's in and out. If you're in California. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. We ate a lot of fast food in the early days. So bad for us. Now we now we get like Whole Foods and all the good stuff shopped for us on our bus. And there's been so much amazing change but technology has really made it easier to be away from family it's really uh, it's really an awesome thing when you can just facetime your wife or partner or your kids or your family your parents and just say hi because being out here is hard it's a sacrifice it's um it's not hard in the sense that you're pouring concrete or that you're digging holes or that you're putting a new roof on houses. Like it's, you can't complain about it like that. You can't talk about it like that. Cause it's not, it's not the same kind of challenge. It's, it's more of like you said, a sacrifice. You're giving up time, which is the most important asset you have with the people who are giving up 
time with you. And they're going about their life uh, on their own. And and so it takes it takes a really supportive family or really support, not even supportive friends, but understanding friends who, when you go home, you, you see them, you say hi, and it doesn't take a while to catch up. Hey, how you doing? Give them a hug, high five, and you're right back at it. It takes those kind of friends. Part, Partner-wise, it takes the kind of person who sees the value in what you're doing as important enough, not just earning a living, but hey, this, you could be earning a living at home, but this is where you're supposed to be. Like, right. I, 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 I see how much you like this. I see how much, I see how good you are at doing this. I see how much work it's taken you to get here. It's, it's that kind of selfless observation from, from other people that it, it takes. Yeah. And, and then for you, like I was saying earlier, it takes perspective. Uh, I, I constantly have to remind myself, like my truck's in the garage at home. I have a farm with 10 acres of woods. Um, you have to remember that because on tour, you get so tunnel vision about what's happening that you forget. And that's bad. You can never forget where you came from. You always have to remember what you're going home to because right. that's where your footing is. That's where you get your your perspective from. Right. Yeah, if you're just living, imagine if it was just a hard day on tour and you're living in that moment, it would be horrible. Yeah. You know? You do dumb stuff. Right. You you, you get in a bad mood that you can't snap out of and right. you treat other people poorly. Like that's, like I, like I used to play a bad show, go to the corner of the van and sit there with my arms crossed because I was afraid to see anybody because I, I played bad, right? Right. And it's performance-based. Right. So if someone comes up to me and says, if someone comes up to me before the show and they say, you're the most amazing drummer, what does it do? It creates anxiety. Because now I have to be the most amazing drummer. I haven't played yet. If someone comes up to me after the show and they say, you're the most amazing drummer, what does it do? It makes me cocky. Because they just saw me play and they still have that idea. Yeah. So that's the kind of... Um, thing that as a musician i don't think everybody deals with that but mm -hmm. that's something internally that you're working through and, right. and maybe you're listening or watching this and you work in an industry that's like this right and, and you know you you can probably relate to that mm -hmm. where it's like if there's an expectation um it can create a lot of anxiety if you're not getting on the stage and saying i can't believe i get to do this this is amazing because there's there's no room for anxiety when there's gratitude the the thankfulness being being glad you get to do so glad you get to do something you just can't believe it this is amazing i cannot believe i get to do this there's no way you're feeling nervous well maybe nervous but not anxious when you're having that kind of reaction right right yeah that perspective seems so important and yeah. it also seems like maybe there's some people out there that just have that but it feels like something you have to kind of trudge through and go through those emotions to really understand what that means. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a practice and it, it yeah. takes, it takes, um, like my wife's so good at this. She's, she's, so before I left for this tour, I was like, man, these parts are hard. <laughs> a lot of hard drum parts yeah. on this album. Yeah. And she's like, Matt, you practiced a lot for this tour. Like you missed a lot of football games that you wanted to watch on Sundays. I was like, huh. She's like, I, I went to bed, you know, you weren't home yet. And I went to bed and, and you were still practicing. Like, and, and then that makes me think, man, 
we both sacrifice things so that we can do this. And it ramps you up to be able to say, I, I, I know I can do this. Mm-hmm. I put in the work. You know, having someone like that to remind you is really cool. Priceless. Yeah. Amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And you, you constantly and cycle that it. in your head. They, yeah. Like, it's not just like, oh, you're going to do a good job. And, it, yeah. you know, it's a friend trying to encourage you. But, yeah, especially a spouse partner, like, sees that. And, yeah, yeah that reminder is so helpful. We mentioned farming a little bit mm-hmm. earlier. And um, I'm sure people know already, but I know I was surprised to, to hear the first time several years ago that, um, you know, your family basically has an agricultural legacy in <laughs> Griner Farms, <laughs> which is amazing and not something you hear mostly from like metal drummers, let mm-hmm. alone musicians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. And so I think, I, I don't think I'm alone when I say I've learned so much about farming through you, not just the the pickle burr and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but just more so an appreciation for the hard work and dedication and art that farming is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering, how does farming impact your daily life? Mm-hmm. But then also, how does it impact your broader worldview? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. It, I was born and raised on a farm. And you go through this phase of loving what you're doing because your dad does it and it's a part of your family and it's what you were raised doing. It's all, you know, into your teenage years where you're like, I I hate this. I could be at the football game, but I'm here working in the fields on a Friday night. (laughs) At least that's how I felt. Oh man, I, I have to do this. I can't go and walk around the Manning Central Barons football game and, check out all the girls and and you know get french fries like you feel like you're really missing out you know and then you grow up and and then you return to what you loved in the first place which is exactly what happened to me and i bought um into the farm i farm with my two brothers and my dad is the one who gets all the credit who took it over from his dad and really made it what it is today and passed it down to us he's still involved he loves it and we need him. So, Dad, if you ever watch this, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> we need you. I think you know that, but just to reiterate it, on a podcast in Salt Lake City. Um, but I, there are a lot of le- there are a lot of things that I th- I think about when you ask the question. First thing that popped in my mind <laughs> was it's really hard to make money, and being in a band, sometimes you forget that. Because you get paid <clears throat> at the end of the tour, weeks after the tour is over, and you get paid one lump sum, and it's good money at our level. Uh, it wasn't always that way. But it can be easy to forget how hard it is to make money. So farming reminds you <laughs> quickly. I mean, one of those things that keeps you grounded uh, as absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. Extremely grounded. Yeah. Like, yeah, we don't have to go into it, but we, we buy truckloads of chicken manure. We, we spend money. You buy poop. We buy poop. We buy poop, folks. That's, that's the real revelation. And the reason we do that is because there's nitrogen, phosphorus, phosphorus, and potash, NPK, in chicken manure. Mm-hmm. And we need those so our soil is healthy and able to grow the crops that we're planting. Corn, soybeans, wheat. 
So it's an important part of the system. But when you're out there spreading chicken manure, <laughs> it reminds you, this is real life. Yeah. This is, this is real life. And you're not above anything. Right. Um, you're not above anything. And I, I personally love that because it takes me back to my roots. It reminds me of what's really important. As to the money part of it, first thing I thought of was um, when you said, what, what is it? I forget how you phrased it, but it was really well said. Mm. Like, what lessons do you take from farming that you apply mm-hmm. to tour? How does it impact your daily life? Not only your daily life, but your like broader worldview. Right. Well. Yeah. So, okay. So throwing straw bales in July, stacking them on the, on the wagon, getting hit in the face by them getting decked on the wagon you're, you're sweating your butt off you sell a straw bale for about five dollars wow. and prior to selling it if you work in backwards order you're stacking it in the hay mound you're loading it into the hay mound you're stacking it in the wagon you're um raking it no you're not raking it because we use the combine you're cutting it you're you're bailing it and then you're you're combining it prior to that, and then you're planning it prior to that. So all in reverse order. Five dollars a bale. Seriously, that's insane. It's it's hard work, yeah. and and it's an honest it's an honest uh, occupation. Yeah, one well, people like me like we don't know, so we don't appreciate it. Yeah. So we don't want to pay more than five dollars. <laughs> five dollars. Yeah. It's a bunch of grass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, so then you take that and you play a show and you think, wow. I mean, once again, we're back to the gratitude point. can't believe I get to do this. I mean, literally, you're hitting stuff. That's what you're doing for work. You're hitting stuff in order. And um, so it's an important thing. It's easy to, to, to lose that mindset when you're on tour, like I said before. Farming is so awesome. Going back to it and growing your own crops having so much opportunity to, you know, who knows, maybe down the road we get a bunch of chickens. Um, there's just so many different things you can yeah. do, you know, having land, yeah. especially in Pennsylvania where our, our topsoil is really, really good. Nice. Like Lancaster County topsoil. It's known to be, um, it's some of the best. And we're really fortunate to have a farm there. Soil is everything when you're farming. Yes, so it is. That's incredible. Yep. And weather. Yeah. <laughs> Which you cannot control. <laughs> right. That's so scary. <laughs> I know. Switching gears a little bit, um, just back to music. Mm-hmm. You know, the equipment I use, the gear I use, um, has been really important over the years. And so I think back fondly of, you know, my first CB drums kit mm-hmm. to where <laughs> I've gotten now, um, and, but everything in between. And, um, you know, some of it, has a lot of meaning and a lot of value and there's even things I've sold. I'm like, I wish I didn't sell it because now it just has so much value to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if there's things in your setup, um, you know, in in your drum setup from the past, one thing that stands out to you that means a lot to you. And then something in your current setup right now that has, um, some meaning as well. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. My blast bell, in 2010, I drove up to Massachusetts and I was like, man, I just want to make a bell that doesn't, um, doesn't have the Zobel has its place, but it's, it would be the A of symbols. And I wanted the K I wanted the, okay. the yep. dark, right. muted, you know, dissonant, 
harmonic overtone right. bell. Yep. And so I drove up there with a few ideas and Paul Francis at Zildjian baked a bunch of seven inch and nine inch bells. And I still have some of them. I mean, one I'm using tonight, the seven inch. Oh, nice. It's the actual original. Um, But now they're made and they're sold in stores. And, you know, we work to develop it and match it as close as we could. But that original, for sure. Yeah. And then the the other thing I don't don't use, but I did, is the um, 19-inch Sabian AA Extreme China that I used on Messengers. Mm. I have it. Classic. Uh Uh-huh. It's cracked. In a couple places, I signed it because I thought I was gonna, you know, sell it or give it away mm-hmm. or something at the time, and I never did, thankfully. Yeah. But um, I just re-recorded it on a drum sample pack oh, that cool. um, we're gonna we're gonna try to we're gonna see how it sounds. It's it's cracked, so I'm not sure if it's gonna stand up to a brand new one or not. Right. But it was fun to sample. It was fun to like you know bring it out of my drum museum take it down to the studio and mm-hmm. hit it and oh i'm sure it it it, it actually sounds terrible like <laughs> in the in the room and under them it sounds awful so i don't know on the album apparently tom 2 microphone is what picked up the china oh okay our producer said symbol bleed yeah, yeah like that's the microphone that was used to capture the china symbol wow china um (laughs) i don't know what happened i guess maybe there was no spot mic on the china yeah so he used that excuse me still waking up over here uh (laughs) but uh i'd say that that piece is pretty important and and then of course i have like my first you know set of pedals like my tama iron cobras Mm. with the yellow strap iron cobras so cool i have i have a bunch of that stuff in my little drum museum yeah, in my house that's amazing i'll just never get rid of yeah like if your house is on fire what are the first things you grab you know you go in you get this 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 and then i'm definitely getting Pebbles. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing grabbing yeah. those <laughs> yeah. what about your safe ah. yeah it's all good <laughs> that's awesome so i started full circle company because i had speaking of symbols just yeah broken and cracked symbols that I would play out with or teach other drummers on, and it had so much meaning and value that I couldn't just get rid of it. So I repurposed them into bottle openers at first Uh that I gave away as gifts to friends. And their reaction was like, they're like, wait, what? Uh. And so that kind of spawned me to do like necklaces and what it is now. Um, But I named the company Full Circle, not just because a symbol is a circle, but from the material kind of coming full circle Mm -hmm. where it was a metal, and then it was um, made into a usable symbol. Someone used it so much that it cracked or broke, and they were maybe going to throw it away or give it back or figure out something to do with it. But then we take it, and then we revive it into something you could wear proudly. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering for you if there's um, a moment in your career where you could say you've had a full circle moment. Hmm. I didn't know some of that. That's that's really cool. And Thanks. your name's awesome. Thanks. It's I can't think of a more appropriate name. <laughs> the double meaning. Yeah. Um Well, I guess I yeah, I guess I the first thing that comes to mind is uh I took my I took my wife on um two dates back in 2011. I think it was. A long time ago. And picked her up at our local Christian college. 
Um, I had seen her first time. I remember, the first time I, I I remember seeing her, I was walking out of the main performance hall, and I saw this really really pretty girl, and she she just caught my eye. And my sister went to the school, so I said, Joanna, who is that girl? And uh, she's a twin, actually. So we had I think we had to sort that out, and then it was like, well, okay, it's <laughs> it's her name's Annie, okay. So I got her number, picked her up, went out for coffee, took her out again, and we went our separate ways. I was really focused on drumming at the time and not a whole lot else. <laughs> and that was like leveler era? Yeah. Then? Yeah. It was leveler. Yeah. Like peak, yeah. peak, like, yeah. I'm really busy. Yeah. Um, eight or nine months out of the year. I Actually, we were busier in like 08 to 10, but... Anyway, I was I was I was focused on what I was focused on and she was in college. So she was really focused and dedicated and hardworking and and um we lost touch. And years went by and a lot of life happened and um I was in Europe on tour and I remember seeing a picture of her getting hired for a local radio station. And I first thought in my mind was like, wow, there's no way that girl's still single. And so I texted her from Europe and I didn't say, Are this you still is single? <laughs> <laughs> good. That's what I didn't not say to that do. either. Good, good, yeah. I said, uh, but I didn't say who I was either. I just, okay. like, I didn't say this is Matt. I just was like, Hi. Yeah. How are you doing? Would you like to go out um, when I'm home and catch up? So, something like that. Real, real basic. And she replied, and she's like, who is this? <laughs> uh, so I was like, oh, no. Um, ended up going out. Yeah. And um, she waited uh, a while over the course of, like, the next two years then for me to get myself in a good place to, you know, be in a committed relationship again. Yeah. And uh, we got married. Amazing. And I find out that she had um she had really in a sense waited for me to get my get my ducks in line get my ducks in a row and not have drumming at the top and maybe look a little more towards home and what i have there and and um and she she at one point you know realized like this isn't going to work out and she it's just so crazy to me when I think about how she waited and waited and waited and then realized, okay, I think this is done and gave it, you know, gave up on it. <clears throat> and then a couple years after that, I'm seeing a picture of her reaching out and now we're mm. married and we have a little girl. That's insane. And it's like, that's amazing. Don't give up hope. Like if you believe in something, don't, don't, don't look for the answer today or this month or this year. Um, even if it seems like there is no hope, don't give up. Keep keep pursuing what's right. Don't lose sight of what you're doing and what you're supposed to be doing, but don't give up. Because, you know, had Annie given up, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be with her. And had I had I given up on the idea of like being with someone and, you know, starting a family, I wouldn't be with her. And so you never know. 2011 or so 
those first two dates, Crazy. you had no idea what you were doing. You right. were just going out for fun, coffee dates, and years and years later, you built a life with mm-hmm. them with a, with a whole lot in between. Mm-hmm. Right. Which makes it possible to have what you have now, which is kind of crazy, you know. That's the other thing, too. It's like had not had everything not happened in between 2011 and now, I wouldn't be the kind of spouse I need to be. Right. Like I learned a lot of valuable lessons. Right. And um, that was important for me. I mean, obviously, God God knew that that was the plan. Um, he's a good God, and he's and he's powerful enough to affect the the kind of change we need in the world but he also loves us enough he gives us free will right so here we are all these years later you know i I went through a lot of life she went through a lot of life and and now we're we're fit for each other like that needed to happen that was part of the plan amazing yeah it's pretty wild (laughs) that's incredible pretty pretty full circle yeah yep yep (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da. oh i love that well, thanks for sharing that. Thanks for your time. Uh, before we go, um, I have some pieces here because uh, you have done many collabs with Full Circle Company, which we love. We always love to do that. We always love to do something different as well. So these ones are the ones that are currently available. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we did something a little different where we took um, some wood, some resin, and inlaid them with your whale. So we have bracelets, we have necklaces. This one in the middle is a drumstick necklace from your actual drumstick that you're that you've used. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think they That's turned out really pretty cool. sweet. I love this idea with the drumstick. That was really creative. Yeah. I want to ask you a question about full circle. Yeah, sure. Um, so, what what is one of your your favorite? things about having this company. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work to do this. I've seen the rooms here, the shipping room and the the manufacturing room. And, you mm-hmm. know, you obviously painted this wall, built this whole space out, probably spent a lot of time here. Um, yeah. you don't always have <laughs> Especially good Especially the last week, week to two weeks. Black Friday <laughs> yeah. sales. You have, um, you have to deal with customers who at times are Maybe throwing a fit. So what is it that 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 centers you on like, okay, I got to come back to what this is all about? Yeah, mm, that's a good question. Um, I think a lot of it is honestly, at first, not even believing that I can do it. Mm-hmm. I think that there's uh, probably a little something in all of us, but I know for myself just a lot can have a lot of um, self-doubt or Mm -hmm. fear. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like Full Circle is my own project of continuing to challenge and remind myself that I I can do this. Mm -hmm. I do have good ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be honest, as a female in kind of a in the music world in general, Mm -hmm. it could be really intimidating, especially Mm -hmm. then when you're working with symbols and lasers and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that where traditionally you don't see a lot of women in right. those spaces right thankfully um just kind of talking about like everything we've been through mm-hmm. um just in drumming i've i've had a lot of that already so mm-hmm. if i just kind of started full circle you know three years ago fresh without that experience mm-hmm. i don't know if i would have the belief and the grit to be able to keep going um but yeah it's um it's been a lot of change this year specifically 
I went full time with it uh, just earlier That's this year, so awesome. which is really scary. Wow. Yeah, but um, I was able to. I think it it took a lot of time to get there, but trust myself and know this is a good idea. And um, and that that mostly like I can make it happen. I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that you know came from we talked about just partner support. So Alex just reminding me, mm-hmm. you know, really of reality and the truth when I wasn't able to see it. Mm-hmm. God working in my life in other ways um, and and realizing that. And then, too, like the the customers and um, <laughs> people just being stoked on what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And telling us, you know, things that maybe I'd heard before, but just hold way more weight when now I'm kind of doing this full time mm-hmm. and um just trying to make it as cool as it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a, it's just interesting to, cause sometimes I want it easy. I want it to just sales come easily mm-hmm. and all this stuff, mm-hmm. but there's something about the challenge. There's something about trying to figure it out where it's more, it's more than just getting enough sales. It's like, Oh, this is kind of like, I'm learning about what I think about myself mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. And um, that's been kind of a gift in and of itself. And I think it, it feels so good when it you know works out. And I've gone to a place now where like if it works out and things go well, cool. But if it doesn't, it's mm-hmm. a learning opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Where in the past I would like shatter me and be like, should I even yeah. you know do this? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I I, I think it's amazing how you you pivot. Mm. Like I I see that in your career, just in your life. You you're a drummer. Okay, it's like well that's that's not gonna pay the bills um right now right so okay i'm gonna try this i was working for this company doing this Mm -hmm. under this person okay uh, yep that's good but i have this idea i'm gonna try this right and you just keep finding your way until now i feel like you've like kind of nuzzled in Mm -hmm. you know you're (laughs) gotten cozy (laughs) yeah don't get too (laughs) don't get too cozy uh too cozy that means people people got to start buying more and more of your product Let's make this go. make this place double and triple yeah but i i think <laughs> i think that's that's pretty awesome to think about the first time that i had something you made was 2008 mm. warp tour yeah my respira True. snare i mean you've been doing fun. this almost as long as i have in your own way. Yeah. You've been creating right. and innovating and building and designing yeah. and working. I started the band in 03. That was 08. I mean, yeah. it's pretty amazing. And Thank here you. you are. You have this business and you've taken risks to be here. It takes sacrifice. Mm. You know, it takes a supportive um, spouse. Yeah. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of commonalities, actually between us yeah. and, and and you know probably if you're watching and listening to this you probably relate to a Up lot of this so too as well yeah 100 percent. why well, i appreciate that thanks for yeah, your time i'm really proud of you yeah it's amazing. i think i think another uh tidbit too is like which i'm sure you can relate to and and people listening can but just staying curious as well mm-hmm. um that's been important to me um just like hey let's do something different here it keeps it fresh. And I think that's why I've kind of gone, I mean, it's many years I'm in something, but kind of like, let me, let me stay curious here where I think even that way with drumming too, just whether it's in writing drum parts or progressing or the way you practice, just not, if you hit a wall, 
just instead of getting frustrated and hitting that wall being like, well, let me stand back. Let me stay curious. How else can I approach this? Yeah, that's a good point. You, you care. And because you care, you're not going to just stay at a nine to five for 40 years. Right. That's, that's, that's what happens. That's what would happen if it was like, well, I don't really have any ideas that I'm really, somebody's breaking in. Yeah. Come in. You're good. Come in. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. This is is Chrissy and her daughter, Laura. Hi. Hi, Laura. Lorelai, this is my friend, Matt. Can you say hi? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> We're just recording. We're wrapping up here, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. good. <laughs> Make sure you say something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was good. That was good. Is this your employee? Employee? Yeah. Yep. All right, we're talking about commitment to a thing you have an employee now (laughs) i know yeah every two weeks i'm like i have a very real number and that number is payroll (laughs) 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 she's got a family to support absolutely yeah which is amazing i think that's amazing too so that's really cool yeah well you care and uh you've been committed to this for a long time um it looks i mean it's looked different over the years whether it's making snare drums or working for you know, another company or doing this, but it's, it's the same thing on tour. It's like, I remember Jordan from Asley Dying told me years ago, the second you get up on stage and you're not nervous, you don't have that rush is the day you should go home. Right. You don't, you, you don't, you don't belong on tour anymore because you just don't, you don't care, Mm -hmm. you know, and and you, 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 with, with caring comes a certain amount of burden and responsibility and that's actually a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because if not, I, I feel I've even experienced the opposite at a job where it's just kind of taking from you instead of you being able to yeah. willingly not give in a, a negative way, but you know, you're learning, you're growing. It's, it's kind of the opposite. So it's just not worth it. And mm-hmm. I, I've seen people that have toured and just are very, very unhappy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the the best thing to do in that situation is, yeah, just to try something new, even though it might be scary because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Alex kind of went through that when mm-hmm. he was touring and then he's like, mm-hmm. I have like a 1.5 GPA. Like, mm-hmm. what am I, <laughs> what am I gonna do? <laughs> but sometimes just going straight through that fear is, is the way to, that something else amazing, you know, could happen. And yeah. that, and just, you know, keeping that belief that we talked about earlier. Yep. Yeah. Keep working. Yep. Do it for the right reason. hundred percent. Cool. Anything else you want to share? Uh, I don't think so. Thanks for having me. Nice. Well, thank you for your time. You're uh, excited to see you guys play yeah. tonight and thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right, see thanks ya. for watching. Bye. Cool. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>